Welcome to The Dirt Show, brought to you by Napa Auto Parts. And today we'll be joined by multi-talented driver, Rob Cahill. We will also hear from the executive director of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, Bob Baker, Andy Altenberg from Altenburg Construction, and Travis Olson from the Napa Distribution Center here in Owatonna, right after a few words from our sponsors. It's Speed the Sauce Man here, bringing you today's weather forecast. Okay, who am I kidding? It's always barbecue weather. Whether you're cooking on your smoker, grill, or inside your kitchen, there's a 100% chance of deliciousness when you use cookies, barbecue sauces, and seasoning. You can always count on our full line of cookies products to enhance meats, main dishes, and so much more. Get recipes and join our sauce squad at cookiesbbq.com. And remember, rain or shine, it's cookies barbecue time. Hey, Dirt Show listeners. For over 20 years, Hot Rod Hardware in West Concord, Minnesota has provided everything to modernize and improve your hot rod's performance. Hot Rod Hardware is your specialty aftermarket auto parts go-to solution. From radiators and brakes to suspension, handling, and power. From the drag strip to the street, dirt track to cruise nights, Hot Rod Hardware is your family-owned solution. Check us out at hotrodhardware.com or just call the guys at 507-527-1020. Where, as they say, no robots just real people. Fall is back, which means weekends full of touchdowns, tailgates, and of course, football. Don't let an issue with your car or truck interfere with any game day plans. At Napa, we have the quality parts and the expert knowledge you need to help your vehicle be as game day ready as you are. This month at Napa, you can get a booster pack 12-volt jump starter on sale for just $150. So stop by a local participating Napa Auto Parts store today and be ready for kickoff all season long. Napa, a proud sponsor of the Dirt Show and the Linder Farm Network. Hi, this is Steve from Coles Electric. Do you have electrical projects in your future? Coles Electric can help. Coles Electric offers industrial, commercial, farm, and residential electrical services in Minnesota and Northern Iowa. We have 24-hour emergency service, design build, automation, underground boring, solar installation, and much more. Coles Electric has a great staff and can assist you with your electrical needs. Look us up at coleselectric.com or call us at 507-451-1387. If you're in need of a worry-free power lift door, then you'll want to stop and talk with Rod French. Make a statement with a power lift architectural door on your home or cabin. Power lift doors can be retrofitted to fit an existing door opening or designed into your next commercial, agricultural, livestock, or aircraft hangar build. Stylish, functional, and built to last. Power lift doors by French's Manufacturing are made locally in Dodge Center, Minnesota by their experienced craftsmen. Contact Kelly or Rod. Power lift doors by French's Manufacturing. 374-9306. Let me tell you, friends, about our stores, a great place we call Miners Outdoor. Miners Outdoor, your total source Husqvarna dealer in Blooming Prairie, has everything your yard needs. From chainsaws, leaf blowers, and weed trimmers to zero-turn mowers and everything in between. That's what being your Husqvarna total source dealer is all about. Stop in today to see the best selection in quality Husqvarna outdoor power equipment. That's Miners Outdoor, Highway 218, Blooming Prairie. Miners Outdoor, Major Tough. Hi, this is Dave Eason from Hardwood Lubricants and Chemicals, your VP race guest distributor. And you are listening to Driver Segment on the Dirt Show. Welcome back to the Driver Segment here on the Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure to be joined by Rob Cahill. And Rob, the racing bug in you got started by your father, who raced stock cars back when you were young. 
Yeah, my dad raced stock cars, what they used to call almost like a modified, but old. They run into each other a lot more than they do now and ran at Kankakee and all over. So that's how I started getting into it. And then two of my brothers, my older half-brothers, were racing midgets in my early, early ages. And that really got me even more motivated to start racing. You were a tall kid and actually started racing midgets at age 12. How did that all come about? <laughs> yeah, that was a long story. I was six foot tall, so not very many people would even complain or check to see if I was 16 or not. And back in those days, you couldn't run unless you're at least 16 years old midgets. And the micro midgets, what we were called, micros or modifieds back in those days, were 250 motorcycle engines when they started. So they let me race, and nobody said anything to me. And so I started to ride a race, you know, at 12 years old. And before that, I was even racing go-karts before that, and a little bit of everything. Another crazy thing that you raced were flat-track motorcycles, and you ran mainly half-miles and ended up as district champion. That is a crazy sport. Oh, uh, that's one of my first loves, is three-wheeler racing and also flat-track motorcycle racing. Ran with Team Honda, also a factory rider for Rotax on the 250 open class on three-wheelers. And we ran a lot of mostly Knoxville, Illinois, and also Henry, Illinois, all half miles, big half miles. And we could also run right with the 750 Harley-Davidson's and not beat them on a half mile. And you talk about racing those three-wheelers. Those things were dangerous at low speed. <laughs> Yeah, they, they could be, you know, because usually when you got off of one, and, and I did get off a few of them over the years, you know, racing that many times. And I got off on a half mile one time at Henry, Illinois, and went through a fence and into a telephone pole in my head and split the brand-new Simpson all the pieces and got a new helmet and still run that day still. But it was funny because the ambulance guys came to look at my eyes and they were gone. They thought I died or something. I looked up, and I was asking them, how's the hell the family's doing? And they go, what do you ask about families? Well, I went to high school with those kids <laughs> back in the day. So we were talking to them, and then finally I woke up, and I was over in somebody else's pit asking for a throttle cable because I couldn't find one. <laughs> so that tells you how not, not very smart we were back in the day. Broken bones actually caused you to switch to something with a roll cage. <laughs> I don't know about that completely, but, yeah, that kind of probably didn't help anything. But, yeah, we ran a lot with the three-wheelers professionally and District 17 AMA champion and everything, two or three years straight in a row. And also we were in a factory rider and then also national number two. We ran all the way out to, like, San Jose, California, Texas, and all over. You started racing sprint cars in high school in Springfield, Illinois. How did that ride come about? Yeah, actually that was came about a good friend of mine uh, to a guy that owned a car that raced down there at Springfield owner, I should say, and they asked me if I'd start driving for them, and I'd race three-wheelers during the day on a half miles or whatever, and then i end up heading on Sunday nights down to Springfield, Illinois, to race the Shahane Speedway on the quarter mile, a high bank quarter mile. That track was so fast at that time, they called it the fastest quarter mile in the country, and if you flip out of one side of it, you end up in the Kmart parking lot, you flip out the other side, you end up in the bar. So... It was pretty high bank and really exciting to watch and racing and stuff like that. So I was a factory rider for them. I drove for them, and all I did is just came and drove for them. The bad part with that is they had one of the guys that they used to work on the crew that was the crew chief. 
Well, he always wanted to race the car, not work on the car. So I got sabotaged one night, so that wasn't very good. He took the bolts and loosened them up, and the calipers came off to lead the feet race. So we found out what happened, and that was it for me with them. <laughs> that track you raced on was actually nicknamed Little Springfield and was a little bullring with a nasty reputation you talked about getting launched out of there. And Pat Sullivan actually spoke about it when we were at the race at the Springfield Mile. It's sad that place is closed now. Yeah, it's very sad. It was a very, very, very fast track. High bank, and uh, you really flew around that track. It was a good time racing there. Then you ended up moving to Texas because of work and started racing stock cars. Yeah, I got into stock cars. The first year I ran down there, right after I moved down there, bought a street stock, ended up winning the Stars and Stripes Speedway Championship that year, and we averaged like 143 points a night. All you could win is 150 if you won the heat and beat your bowl. And we averaged 143 points a night. And I started dead last at every feature. Because a high point back in those days, you started in the rear. And you might know that too on some of the other races way back. The high points were always in the rear. So you only had like 15, 20 laps to make it back up to the front. So you better be moving. But we uh, did really good. We had an old cutlass and it won everything. No matter what I could do, it, it just couldn't do anything wrong. And that's the first year that I actually ran my car number, number 78. 78 was my son's birthday, 1978, and that's how I ran 78 for quite a while over the years is because of his birthday. He moved with me again, and he helped me win the championship. And He was just a kid at that time, a little kid, but we really had a good time. And speaking of a good time, the points leader starting at the rear was tough for the driver, but that is a blast for the fans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're, you know, you, sometimes the front row would be the slowest cars out there, usually, are on the front row, and the fastest guys are in the rear. And boy, you really got to hustle to get up there. It's only 15, 20 laps to go sometimes. Work brought you back to Minnesota in the early 90s. Who were some yeah. of the first racers that you met when you got here to Minnesota? Actually, when I first moved up here, I was driving down the road, and I watched a modified almost fall off the trailer, and I was like, wow, that's that's not cool. And I followed him down, and he pulled over and helped him strap his car back on. And that was Bill Foster way back at run at Arlington. And I helped him strap the car, and he goes, hey, you want to go racing with us? And I, uh, sure. So I went racing with him, ended up buying his car, and started racing modified then. But that was one of the first things. Well, I ran street stock for a little bit at Raceway Park for a couple of years, chasing uh, Paul Payne and you name it. Steve Mergic, a lot of different guys that were always chasing guys at Raceway Park on the pavement. Upon arrival, you found out you were definitely in mod country. Around here, you could race four nights a week, and you ran 125 races that season. Yeah, it was at 1997 that we did that, and we ran 125 races at 86 different tracks. We ran all the way from NASCAR, UMP, Soda, IMCA, I had 13 sets of nine bolt rear end gears in the trailer. Back in those days, AMOZ did not have quick change rear ends. So you had all these nine bolts sitting there. So every time we unload the car, you had to unload all the, the gears. And we changed gears so much on those nine bolts, you wouldn't believe how many times you changed gears. Sometimes you end up right back to the same gear you started with. <laughs> you change those gears, but they're not as fast as those quick changes. You know, are now. They take a little time. 
But we ran all the way. We ran one night. Uh, one of the times we ran was Peoria Speedway. And if you were a speedway there on a quarter mile, the next day we ran a mile. And that was down at Springfield, Illinois, on the mile. There's 100 cars that got down there to run that. And that was the UMP modified. When I was running there, I had a 360 motor in there, which these guys are all have 410s in them. And we ran really competitive. We were in the top three all, all the night. And if we could have finished the finish line and come out of four, we probably would have won the thing. But we made the A main and finished, I think, the top three or five, something like that. I can't remember exactly. But we were right with them, fighting them. I could never lift on that mile. I just stayed gassed all the way up through it, never lifted. Those guys would lift going in the corners with those 410s, and I'd pass them right back. And then come out of the corner, they'd pass me right back. So it was like first to 10th, first to 10th, first to 10th <laughs> on, a, on a mile. One thing, one thing on a mile, too, is you uh, start banging wheels and stuff with them. There's not a lot left of the car or you if uh, you do crash one of them. Then you ended up buying a sprint car from Jim Brueggemann. Many of the fans around here remember him racing at Oatana in late models. Oh, yeah. I really liked uh, Jim Brueggemann's car that I had bought from him. It was a really good car. We ran the 360 Lasota sprint cars. And we did really good with that. We won the first year. They called me Rookie of the Year because I've not ran sprint cars for many years. And uh, I got Rookie of the Year that year and that. Then we also started a 305 class, too. Ran 305s for a while, too. That was pretty exciting, too, at Grove Creek for a while. You know, people might remember the old Grove Creek Raceway, too. But, yeah, we did really good with that. And then I had a pretty good crash at the end of that one. <laughs> yeah, you had one hell of a crash at the old jackson speedway in a sprint car and for those who were there and saw it they thought the driver didn't survive yeah that one was uh what's when we were running 360s wing cars and non-wing at the end of the race they took the wings off so we all took our wings off and ran non-wing and i I probably won't mention who put me in the wall but i got put in the wall coming out of four and it flipped me all the way down the whole front straightaway and there's numbers of anywhere from 14 to 20 times it went nose to tail all the way down the whole front straightaway and then out of the ballpark and then out in the cornfield. I do remember I got out on my own, but there's really nothing left of the car. Engine broke out of it. All the bolts broke, even the dash, everything, glasses all broke on it. Got out of the car. I couldn't see it all for about 45 minutes. And I said, point me towards the grandstand. They go, why do you want me to point towards the grandstand? I said, well, I want to wave to the crowd. They didn't see anybody died. So I waved to the crowd, and then I gave them a hard time. I said, you guys didn't point me towards the back stretch. And they go, Why, what would that be? And I said, well, because there's no grandstands on the back stretch. That wouldn't look too good if I'm waving at nobody in the back. <laughs> so that was a bad crash. After that sprint car crash, you switched to late models and ended up rolling that at the end of the season. Yeah, at the end of the year. Last race of the season. I got sideways in the front of the field, and the guy hit me in the back, hit me in the, hit, hit me in the front, and rolled the car over. So that didn't turn out so good either <laughs> at the end. And we bought another late model, brand-new master-built for the next year. Got it home, and the darn car was they cut the roll cage down three inches that year. And I didn't realize I got home and went to get in the car, and I was sticking out through the roof. They lowered the roll cage on the, that car. So we took and got a hold of Dave Kane, and Dave Kane drove it for me. And everybody knows Dave Kane. He was a really good driver, and he did really good in our car that year. 
And that was the beautiful Justice Brothers number 88, correct? Oh, yeah. Very nice car. Before all that, too, we had a couple of things we've done, too. Was like uh, We went to the U.K., United Kingdom. I uh, went out there to England and raced in England. Raced out there with the F1 Formula Stock Car World Championship, which is full-contact sprint car racing, basically, on dirt and Coventry, and then the F2 Formula World Championship midgets. I think we finished third in the world championship in the F2s. And that was guys from all over New Zealand, everywhere that came to race that one. But the F1, they give it to me. <laughs> they they had on my car, it said USA1 on the side of the car. And they hit me pretty hard. It's like cattle catchers. They come in and hit you. And you better be fast for the next one because they're coming after you. If you hit them or they hit you. So that was quite, a, quite exciting there. The interesting thing you found out building the late model for Dave Kane, is you're not a great spectator. It's tough to stand on the sidelines and watch somebody else race. Oh, yeah, that was that was really tough. You know, grinding the tires, and he was really good at making sure tires were perfect and everything was perfect on it. It really made it tough for me the whole year. So then we parted after that. Nothing bad. We just didn't know anymore, and uh, I went back to racing myself. <laughs> You also restored the Bob Hop Sprint Car and ended up putting the car in the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame, and now it's actually in the Kasuth County Museum in Algona, Iowa. Yeah, that's that's been a really good trip for me. That's kind of helped me out a lot, too, building those cars, and I drive for Justice Brothers. I got two of their cars. One's a J J with a 1985 that I drive for them. It's got a really nice 360 engine in it, and we've race that vintage we race it really good we've had some really good runs with it we ran it at jackson too end up putting us in the 360 traditional cars raced against them guys and finished in the top with them racing with them and the vintage at the same time so that car was awful fast we went down and raced the mississippi valley and nostalgia dirt series and a little bit of everybody but that other car that is down there at algona is a hill car and that was uh, i think it's very Kettinger's car, is that right? Have you heard that name? Barry Kettering. Yep, he was a top one even before even Bob Hop. He got killed in a race car, so that car was ran by him before Bob ran it. So that's a really nice car, a hill car. Now you are amassing a fleet of vintage cars. Let's start off with your very cool wire wheeled gold car. Oh yeah. I just got to run that there this year. That was a really nice car. I got to run 1940 Dodge Hemi in it, and no roll cage, no nothing, and she really gets around, and she runs close to around 100 mile an hour. We had on a half mile down there at Fort Dodge this year. We had a good time racing it. And then let's get into the history of the Crosley-powered light blue midget. That car is beautiful. Yeah, that's a 1969 Anderson Engineering built out of Burlington, Iowa. The guys have built it. And Crosley, I completely restored it. It's got a quick change rear end underneath it, in and out gearbox and everything. About 70-some horsepower out of it. Now, that thing really flies. It's a nice car. And it's 24-karat gold lettering on it. Cliff Anderson did all the lettering on it, and he is really good. If anybody's ever seen Cliff Anderson do his work, he is really good. And you just recently purchased one of my favorite cars, the number 85 Silver Coupe. Yeah, I did for a short period. (laughs) 
another one of the guys really wanted it after I bought it. <laughs> and he wanted a car because he even named his first kid after Danny that drove that car. So he ended up getting it. It almost lives right by the fairgrounds, too, right in St. Paul. So he bought it. I let him have it. So we're still keeping it in the family what it is. That's why I wanted to buy that car, too, because I wanted to keep it in the family. As far as uh, IMCA old-timers and everybody, we have the ASA car that we have, too. That was Bobby Gill's car in my shop, and we're going to try to road race that next year a little bit. You and Paul are going to hit the road with that? That'll be awesome. Yeah, it'd be, yeah it's going to be me and Jim Krusak is going to race it, too. We're going to run it together and do some vintage road racing with it. That's the idea next year. Any other cool projects going on in the shop right now? Uh, that's most of what we've got going on in the shop right now. I have to tell you one old story. You guys know Les Ferris? You ever heard of Les Ferris racing Elko and all over? I know you guys are all both dirt too, but first time I ever ran pavement, I ran a late model, bought a late model from him, and we ran a lacrosse. Went down to lacrosse, and everybody knows lacrosse is an awful fast track down there at lacrosse. And I went out there to race it, and he's on the spotter talking to me. He goes, now, when you roll down the straightaway, we get wide open in that corner, count to 10 before you lift. And I go, okay. I went in the corner, and I'm wide open, and I went flying in that corner, and I went 1,001, 1,002, and I made it all the way to the corner, and I never lifted. And I got done, and he goes, what did you do? And I go, you told me to count. He goes, you got to count faster. <laughs> so he was screaming at me. He says, I don't know how you made it. You ain't making it a second lap that way. <laughs> but that was, that was pretty funny to watch. Do you have plans to go racing? Again, this season with the vintage cars? Yeah, we are racing with the IMC Old Timers September 30th at Cedar Lake Speedway. And it's a test and tune day, so they're going to be doing some testing too for during the day for some people. I think even Paul might be getting in the car. I got plans on him driving the car. Never drove it before. So we're going to try to get him in the car and run a few laps with it. And if he feels comfortable, I'll let him race that night. But he says he's not racing. He's going to let me drive it. <laughs> And the nice thing for fans is they can come out and find out more about the IMCA Old Timers Club and how they can become involved. Yes, it's a it's a great club, and I'm I'm very glad to be part of that group. And we're working on right now a, a new racing museum out there at Dakota County. And everything goes right. We'll hopefully have it in the next couple of years built right there at the fairgrounds in Farmington. Rob, thanks for all you do to preserve racing history here in Minnesota, and what an awesome racing career. I know we just barely scratched the surface. Thank you so much for being with us here on The Dirt Show today. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Wolf and Sons Yard Service has heavy equipment. This is Scott Wolf. Whether you need a basement dug, a building removed, footings for a remodel, an RV, camper, or boat pad, rock, sand, or dirt hauled, call 455-3524. Packaging the impossible inside the possible through service, quality, and expertise. Hi, this is Holly, the new general manager at Foamcraft Packaging. We are your foam and wood packaging experts in Minnesota. If you are a business owner or in charge of your packaging, 
packaging, we want to talk to you. We specialize in designing and manufacturing wood crates, pallets, and foam inserts and are here to help keep your products protected in transit. We are here to help you. Visit us at foamcraftpackaging.com. Since 1997, Weir's Machine has been innovating the finest products in the racing industry. We also manufacture the Ultra Force Load Machines and develop the Ultra Force Suspension Software, which allows you to take your program to the next level. Be sure to check out the all-new Circle Track app, your ultimate go-to spot for race team information. Keep track of your maintenance schedule, parts list, car setups, and more. Proudly made in the USA, champions across the country choose Weir's Machine, Ultra Force, and the Circle Track app to take them to Victory Lane. Shop now at Weir'sMachine.com, UltraForceTech.com, and the all-new CircleTrackApp.com. Follow us on all of our social media platforms at Weir's Machine. BP Racing Fuels is proud to be recognized as a world leader in race fuel technology. BP's fuels have a well-deserved reputation for power and consistency, winning championships in every form of motorsports for more than 40 years. Whether sportsman or pro, methanol or gasoline, BP has a fuel to ensure optimum performance for your application. See the full line of BP's high-performance products online at vpracingfuels.com. At VP Racing Fuels, our passion is your performance. At Arrow Race Wheels, they put their customers first and appreciate the loyalty the racers have for the company. Arrow Race Wheels is willing to work with anyone who has a question or problem. The only way to stay on top is to listen to the people putting us there. If you want to run with the winners, see AeroRacingWheels.com or call 888-895-2376 today. You already know, Rhino Ag builds the most robust tractor accessories in the agriculture industry. Ever wondered what a Rhino would cost? Go to rhinoag.com and click on the Build Your Rhino tab. Select the product and spec it out with any option we offer. As always, contact your local dealer for any finance specials or seasonal offers at rhinoag.com. Welcome back to the sponsor segment here on the Dirt Show, and it is always a pleasure to be joined by the Executive Director of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, Bob Baker. And Bob, what a season so far at Knoxville Raceway. It really has been a great season. I know you know a lot of people will remember the rainouts we had here this year, but I think more than that, they'll remember the great racing we had, the very excellent Knoxville Nationals. I mean, the weather was perfect for all four days. Sellout grandstands on both sides of the racetrack. Our museum sold out. They closed the pits at 3 o'clock for any additional people coming in. They were just that full. There were that many people in Knoxville. So quite a, a great memory from this year's Knoxville Nationals and the season as well. You know, we had lots of really good races and We still have a few races left. And speaking of races, Bob, if you're listening to the early editions of the Dirt Show today, you actually have time to get down to Knoxville yet tonight because there are motorcycles on the track. Right, right. Craig Delansky has leased out the track, and he's going to put on an amateur motorcycle night of racing. I think he's got three or four classes of bikes that are going to be racing on the full half mile, and we're pretty excited about that. We haven't had the motorcycles here since the AMA was here about four or five years ago, so there is some interest in the area in motorcycle racing, so Craig's hoping for a good crowd. That's going to be on Saturday night, September the 9th, and I believe it starts at 7 o'clock. And if you have not seen flat track motorcycle racing, those guys put on one whale of a show. 
They sure do. They wear those steel boots and shoes on the left foot, and they stick their leg out there to balance going through the turn, and it's quite a sight. If you haven't seen those guys flat track through the turns at a big half-mile track like Knoxville, they put on a great show. The Knoxville Late Model Nationals is coming up September 14th, 15th, and 16th, bringing the best of the best to Knoxville. Clayne, you you took the words right out of my mouth. It really is the best of the best. The drivers are from several of the groups. It's sanctioned by the Lucas Oil Late Model Series, but there will be a few of the World of Outlaw teams that come in for that and other teams that hit all of the larger races across the country. This is a race that just continues to grow and get a little bit bigger each year. It's three nights, and it's three nights at one track where the teams can pull their trucks and trailers, their haulers into the infield and leave them there. They don't have to travel out of the racetrack or to a hotel. They can just stay in the infield, and so they never have to turn a wheel, which means they never have to buy any extra diesel fuel. And for three nights, race at the same place. And the race teams really like that. The drivers, the owners, and the race teams really like being able to race at one place for all three nights. And the neat part for the fans is is that it's a complete show on Thursday night, hot laps, time trials, heat races, and feature. And then another complete show, all the same cars racing on Friday. And whichever night the team or driver has the best points, that's the night they use their points from to line up the 100-lap feature on Saturday night. And I believe the Melbourne Bank Dirt Late Models will be here as a support class also for that. So we'll have upwards of probably over 100 Dirt Late Models in the pits that night on Saturday night. So it's, it's a great show. And you and Bill always have something great going on in the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame during these race events. Bill Wright, our museum coordinator, has our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway in the museum now through October 1st, and that features 10 of the iconic race cars that raced at Williams Grove Speedway in the past. We have cars from back as far as the 1930s, but most people will remember Jan Opperman, Doug Wolfgang, Smokey Snellbaker, Lynn Paxton. Those are just a few of the drivers whose cars we have featured in this exhibit. Not only is it a great exhibit of race cars, but we have the videos from back in the 30s and 40s that show the early days of the National Open, which is the East Coast equivalent of the Knoxville Nationals. It's their big race of the year that comes up at the end of September every year. And this race dates back to the 1940s, I believe, if I remember right. And the videos of those races, it's just remarkable what's been captured in black and white film of those. And we have those TVs and video players in the museum on top of the race cars. So you can easily look at the race cars and spot them in the videos. And then a lot of memorabilia, driver's uniforms, helmets, programs, pieces of old racetrack parts and stuff that people will be pretty fascinated to see. So it's our last month for that exhibit. All those cars head back to Pennsylvania and to other museums and to the owner's collections that they have the 1st of October. And we'll be bringing in a new round of cars and start a new exhibit next April for next summer. And now is also a great time to stock up on those books and videos for those long winter months ahead. You know, you're exactly right. Now is a good time to get in the car and take a nice drive to Knoxville. Go through the museum when there's not a lot of people here and pick up a few books that you can spend some time with this winter when it gets colder and we're not able to get outside. It's just a great array of books, and there's several new books that have come out that have been really popular. Of course, the Sammy Swindell book is very popular. There's a USAC book on USAC dirt track racing. I believe it's a sprint car book that's very popular that's out. And Also, you can become a member of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame Museum and get a discount, a 10% discount, on any books or any other thing you buy inside our museum store. And those memberships start out very affordably at $35 as a one-year membership. Gets you and a friend into the museum free anytime you'd like to come for a full year, plus the 10% discount we mentioned on anything in the museum store and our semi-monthly newsletter, our Hallmarks newsletter. 
Bob, that is so funny. You just mentioned the three things I did while I was down there during the Corn Belt Nationals. Renewed my membership. What a great value that is. And I also bought the Sammy Swindell book and the Guts and Glory USAC Midget book. And they're sitting on my dresser waiting for the cold weather. You know what? You've got a time just right. This is the time of year to be getting some books and things to do around the house in the winter months. And we're open year-round. We're only four days we're closed are Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, and New Year's. So if people are looking for something to do, almost all the holidays except for the four I mentioned, we're open seven days a week year-round for race fans to come in and enjoy the museum, the race cars, look at the racetrack. Our movie theater upstairs has something new. I don't know if you noticed that when you came here, but it has an on-demand screen when you walk in so you can pick which movie you'd like to watch while you're in the movie theater. Bob, you are absolutely right. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is also a great winter destination, a place to get out of town, enjoy some racing, walk around the Hall of Fame, watch a movie, just make a great day trip of it, especially in those cold winter months when you're just dying to see something racing. Yep, you're exactly right, and a lot of people do that. They just take a day and get in a car, drive to Knoxville, go through the museum at their own pace, spend an hour or two here, watch a movie up in the movie theater, look through the Hall of Fame from all the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame inductees and learn more about their careers, and then shop for some books or clothing, apparel, jewelry, maybe even Christmas presents or something for a birthday in the museum store. So in the front window now, we've got Brian Clausen's winged 410 Sprint Car that he used to race here at Knoxville, and we also have our new... Corvette. It's a Z06 Corvette that's torch red. It's a beautiful Corvette, and it's a convertible, and it does have the Z07 performance package, which is the larger tires, the larger wheels, the larger ceramic brakes, and the aerodynamic package. It's a very sought-after and hard-to-get car, especially the torch red color with the convertible and the Z07 performance package. And people can go to winaz06corvette.com on their computer or on their iPhone and enter to win the Corvette, and that helps support the museum. It's become one of our largest fundraisers to help us keep the museum in operation year-round, and we give this Corvette away next August. So everybody's got a full year. Come in, take a look at the Corvette, and then enter the sweepstakes at winaz06corvette.com. Bob, if they'd like to find out more about the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, what's the best way to do that? They can always call us on the phone at 1-800-874-4488. Probably the most information you're going to find on us is on our website at SprintCarHOF.com. SprintCarHOF.com will bring you right to the website. It has our store hours on there, some pictures from the museum, and just a brief description of what we have inside the museum for people to look at. Bob, as always, thank you for being with us on The Dirt Show and can't wait to talk to you next season. Wayne, thank you so much for having us on The Dirt Show. I appreciate your friendship and support of our museum, and I hope your listeners have a good holiday season coming up this winter, and I hope they will stop by sometime and see us here in Knoxville at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum while the race season is waiting to start up next year. If you have a vehicle accident, go with a professional. Bob and his staff at Midwest Collision are the definition of professionals. For over 42 years, they have dedicated their lives to collision repair along with the training, knowledge, and skills that come with the job. Go with the pros. Midwest Collision in Faribault. 507-332-2434. Midwest Collision. 
Fast Shafts. Drive shafts are used by Jake Tim, Tom Barry Jr., Derek Ramirez, Kyle Strickler, Jonathan Davenport, Derek Green, Dalen Murdy, and more. And they currently build drive shafts for 90% of the major chassis builders. Fast Shafts is also a longtime title sponsor of the IMCA Fast Shafts All-Star Invitational at the IMCA Super Nationals and support a number of competitive series nationwide. Buy directly from Fast Shafts or from their network of dealers. Shipping daily across the country or worldwide. See FastShafts.com. Here's one of the most incredible lubricating products ever made. Justice Brothers JB80. It's twice as good at lubricating just about everything around the home, shop, and your car. JB80 has a penetrating action that goes straight to the problem areas and even the tightest places. Try JB80, the incredible spray lubricant that's twice as good. And it's guaranteed to satisfy or your money back. See our display at Runnings. Tell them Ed Justice Jr. sent you. We can all think back to the first time we experienced real horsepower. Hi, this is Corey at Buyer's Engine Service. Whether it's that pin-you-in-the-seat feeling of a big-block Chevy, the roar of a healthy 340, or the joy of a perfectly tuned flathead. Here at Buyer's Engine Service, we service them all. Strip to street, dirt track to asphalt, or just cruising the strip. Stop by and check us out at 2915 20th Street Southeast in Rochester. Or call 507-282-5586. Why choose powder coating over liquid paint finishes? Maximum durability. Extreme Powder Coating offers a scientific process that uses electricity and heat to bake the colorful finish deep into your product. Extreme can deliver media blasting, impact-resistant epoxy primers, and durable powder coat applications to meet your needs. Custom colors and exhaust coatings are available also. Visit ExtremePowderCoating.net for more information. Race fans, mark your calendars for May 1st through October 1st this summer as the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum presents our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside our museum. You'll see 10 of the iconic race cars that made Williams Grove Speedway the East Coast's place to race since 1939. Sprint cars driven by Jan Opperman, Doug Wolfgang, Smokey Snellbaker, Van May, and many more. Plus, you'll enjoy the Williams Grove Speedway highlights videos that go along with these race cars and the days they raced. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway exhibit at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum starting May 1st in Knoxville. And don't forget, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open year-round, seven days a week in Knoxville. Welcome back to the sponsor segment here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Andy Altenberg from Altenberg Construction. And Andy, Altenberg Construction is expanding with a brand-new location in Iowa. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. We built a brand new structure down in the little town of Zering, Iowa, which is not far from Ames, about a half an hour, and puts us closer to even more of our clients down in Iowa as well. So it's worked out really well this year for us and for the long time to come. Business plans are that we stay in business for a long time, and we've already been in business for over 30 years, so we have a good track record. Andy, I know you've gotten out to a few race events this year. What was your favorite event or favorite race that you have attended so far this season? Honestly, that's that's a tough one. The most notable one would have to be the Gopher 50 at Deer Creek. The finish on that was, there's still people, I think, in shock over that whole deal called Bobby Pierce beat O'Neill, but that was, as far as the finished for a long time and there were subsequently several after that that i seen online but i've been to a lot of races 
this year. So I've been fortunate that way. Friday night, September 15th, the prelude to the Stock Car Nationals kicks off at Mississippi Thunder Speedway. Then Saturday night, September 15th, is the Stock Car Nationals at Deer Creek Speedway, followed by the Stock Car Shootout at Mason City Motor Speedway on Sunday night, September 17th. Lots of opportunities that weekend for stock car drivers to tow in from a long distance and make some money. Absolutely. There's one more in there, too. Forgive me, I don't remember the date, but there's one at Chateau as well that they've put together. It's an IMCA race for the stock cars as well. So there's several in there. Obviously, those four and together was a great opportunity to travel and realistically make some money racing. I know that doesn't happen very often, but some of the money I put forward at the Deer Creek show, that's why I wanted to make sure... It's unheard of to have $1,000 to start of a stock car show, and the entry fee is pretty minimal. The entry fee is $150 for stock cars, and I believe it's $50 for hobby stocks. So there was a great turnout last year. Hopefully this year we see more stock cars than hobby stocks, which they've got their work cut out for them because there's only, I believe, 60 stock cars, and there were 70-plus hobby stocks last year. So it was a great, great race, as it always is in Deer Creek. And it's something I want to continue with Altenburg Construction for years and years to come and increase the pay. Not only the winner's pay, but the to start pay. I want it to be an event that they come to and, hey, I made the A main. Not everybody can be a winner, but if you make the A main at this deal, it make it just as prestigious as going to Boone and making the A main in Boone. But it pays a lot better than Boone ever will, I think. At the events we've attended so far this year, I think the hobby stock class has put on the best show, and they will be also out in force for these four events. Absolutely. They always put on a great show, too. As a lot of people know, I raced hobby stocks for 10 years, and those guys are right there with the stock car guys as far as putting on great shows. You get a lot of guys that are high up to the national points, and even some of the guys that ain't able to run all the time, but they know their cars and how to set them up. And they put on an excellent show every night that I've ever seen them race. Speaking of setup, the front end geometry on the stock cars seems to be changing. It seems like the cars that are able to keep that left front down on the ground are faster. It is. It seems to be similar technology to what the late models have done for years. Obviously, the stock cars don't have the suspension that a late model does, but they're able to get them to react similar to a late model, more or less keep them stuck to the ground and be able to steer them. Some of the old technology I'm more familiar with was a little bit more difficult, you know, to keep the car drivable and more neutral and to be able to drive anywhere on the track. But some of the people I'm talking to, there's even some different theories out there as well that are working very, very good as well. And you see that competitiveness just being like the O'Neill Pierce finish, being a fraction of a second difference between guys. So it just makes for great racing. Thank you for your continued support of racing in our area. Thank you. I guess I just, I love racing. Always have, always will. And that's really a big passion of mine. I love seeing the guys come out and compete and good or bad. Everybody has a bad night here and there, but they come back and the next night they'll win, you know. 
that's part of the challenge with racing in, in any one of the classes. So as long as you're in it to win it, you don't have to race on a, a weekly show or a nightly show, but there's a lot of good guys that'll show up at Deer Creek for sure. And Fountain City and Mason City and Fairmont as well. So I definitely look forward to them four nights. Andy, I know you can never express enough how important it is to have your livestock barn floors inspected. Yep, that's getting to be more and more of an issue as we see older, older barns. I know this year as a whole, as far as animal agriculture, especially hogs, hasn't been the most profitable. But definitely don't forget about the flooring in your barn, especially if you got an aged barn getting up into that 20-year, 25-year range. Our rule of thumb typically is 25 to 30 years for a floor before we see catastrophic failures. So if you have a need for that, definitely give us a call, email us, see me at a track, definitely let me know. I'll either come and look at it that weekend if it's open, or some of our guys are uh, capable of coming to look at it as soon as you can possibly let us in there. Andy, I'll see you at Deer Creek Speedway on September 16th for the Stock Car Shootout. And how can they find out more about Altenburg Construction and all that you do for the livestock industry? You can either give us a call. We have a person on staff that answers the phone in person. That phone number for anybody is 888-435-2210. Or you can find us on the internet at altenburgconstruction.com. There's a tremendous amount of pictures and information available to help you out if you have any questions or simply give us a call. Andy, thank you so much for being with us here on The Dirt Show today. Thank you. Bulldog Coatings specialize in concrete coatings as well as concrete restoration repair. Hi, I'm Todd with Bulldog Coatings. Our coating systems provide a durable finished floor that is both easy to maintain and adds value to your home. The unique patented Bulldog Coatings are not limited to just garage floors. They can be used for interior flooring as well as pool deck, patio, and sidewalk applications. Our systems can be installed in as little as one day and year-round. We are a locally owned family business ready to serve southern Minnesota. Visit us on Facebook or call us for a free estimate. 837-9773. Let Bulldog protect your floor. When one of your appliances breaks down, you need help and you need it fast. Contact Sorensen's Appliance Service. Racer owner Ben Bainey and racer Travis Underdahl service the entire cow's listening area. Sorensen's Appliance Service. People you know that will get your appliances serviced with trained technicians. Contact them today at 256-7766. That's 256-7766. Shevland Enterprises, your locally owned and operated sanitation and recycling service, offers the highest quality garbage removal, trash pickup services, and roll-off dumpsters at great rates. Commercial, residential, construction, and industrial trash removal and recycling in Owatonna and the surrounding areas in Dodge and Steel Counties. Contact Shevland Enterprises today, and new customers will get six months for the price of four. If you prepay, call 528-9900. That's 528-9900. Welcome back to our special segment here on The Dirt Show, and it is always a pleasure to be joined by Travis Olson at the Napa Distribution Center here in Owatonna. And Travis, I know you guys have been swamped here, gearing up all the stores with hydraulic fluid, air filters, grease, 
everything you can think of to make sure when the farmers hit the fields, they can stay in the fields. Yes, absolutely. As summer really kind of comes to a close for us and many of the families out there, our interests really shift towards that fall farmers' needs, what they can do, what we can help them with and supply them with. We've come out with some great deals. We have diesel exhaust fluid on sale. We have all your hydraulic needs. So if you're out in the field and you blow a hydraulic hose, you can rest assured that Napa's got what it takes to get you back up and going. We have a lot of greases and oils and paper towels and everything. Everything's on sale. We're really ramped up and ready to go and supply you with whatever you need. And I know right now we all know what's eventually coming. And when guys out there in the construction world or ag world think about what they need to do before the snow flies, if something does break, they need that part and they need it quick. Yeah, absolutely. Again, we've already done our pre-winter buys, so we have a lot of different winter commodities on sale ready to go lots of wiper blades in stock ready to go because we all know that first snowfall there'll be a lot of rubber ripped off and we're ready to go and supply it with everything that you need to stay on the road and, and keep your family and farm going every day another thing that's on sale for the month of september that everybody should have in the trunk of their car is a booster pack because you never know where you're going to end up and need it yeah the booster packs have been a huge hit we have tons of different variations of them i believe our carlisle one's on sale this month and they are super super handy they stay charged for a long long period of time so you can charge it up at the beginning of winter stick it in your trunk and it's going to be ready to go when you do need it so it can be a lifesaver in a time of need for sure Another thing we didn't mention, and everybody's going to need this, so if you want to change your antifreeze, there's some great deals right now during the month of September. Yeah, we have a lot of maintenance products on sale coming into the winter. Antifreeze, transmission fluids, diesel exhaust fluids, oils, just everything you need to really go through, tune up your car, and make sure that it's going to be good to go all winter long for you. Travis, as we've talked all season long, If you're traveling and you have a problem, or if you live in a community and you're trying to figure something out, the Napa stores are really your go-to place for advice or to find a person in that community that can help you. Sure thing. I mean, Owatonna... Napa stores that we service. We have 89 locations, all independently owned and operated. So these guys have deep ties to the community, a deep knowledge for cars, repairs. They want to be the go-to store for you. So stop in, talk to them, ask them questions. They'll help you figure out what you need or direct you in the right area. Travis, thanks for all you do, and thanks for keeping parts on the shelf for everybody out there at all 89 of these stores that you service. Well, thank you. We really appreciate it, and we love doing it. We love servicing the community, and we're all about the Napa Independent Owner. For 50 years, reuse and recycle is not a new concept to us. Miskin Auto Parts has been recycling your old vehicles since the Beatles were still together. Just call us, and we'll send one of our friendly drivers right to you and haul away your old retired vehicle. Scrap prices are up, so it's a good time to clean up those unwanted vehicles and get money in your pocket. Give us a call 
call at 507-684-2100 or online at Mizgin.com. Mizgin Auto Parts, in God we trust. Partnering with hog and cattle producers throughout the United States, Altenburg Construction has almost 30 years of experience in the slat replacement business. Altenburg Construction also uses a custom wash bay to ensure biosecurity to protect your herd. Whether you need an entire site or a single slat, stop into one of their two locations in Louisville, Minnesota or Zering, Iowa. Call 888-435-2210 or see altenburgconstruction.com. Welcome to the Dirt Track segment brought to you by Cookies, Sauces, and Seasoning. Chateau Speedway was racing last Friday night, September 1st, in the B-Modified A-Main. Michael Johnson in the Hornets, Daniel Knish. In the Stock Cars, Travis Shipman. In the Modified, Steve Wettstein. In the Midwest Mods, Christopher Denno. And in the Hobby Stocks, Michael Wick. I-94 Speedway was racing last Friday night, September 1st. In the Gen X Late Models, Dave Moss. In the Short Tractors, Sean Benno. In the Wissota Late Models, Dustin Bloom. In the Midwest Modifieds, Nate Reinecke. In the Modifieds, Travis Sauer. And in the Street Stocks, Eric Riley. Mississippi Thunder Speedway hosted the World Outlaw Late Models last Friday night, September 1st, in the USRA Hobby Stock A-Main, Dylan Clinton in the USRA B-Muds, Ryan Olson in the Modifieds, Parker Hale, and in the World Outlaw Late Model A-Main, Brandon Shepard. Arlington Raceway was racing last Saturday night, September 2nd, in the Hobby Stock A-Main, Corey Probst, in the Sport Compacts, Alan Lahr, in the Outlaw Hobby Division, Carl Hewitt Jr., in the Sport Mods, Matthew Loaf, in the Stock Cars, Luke Sadoff, and in the Modifieds, Clint Haddlestead. Deer Creek Speedway hosted the World Outlaw Late Models last Saturday night, September 2nd, in the World Outlaw 50-lap A-Main, Bobby Pierce, in the USRA B-Mods, Joe Chisholm, and in the Modifieds, Jim Chisholm. Viking Speedway in Alexandria hosted their two-day Labor Day duel starting Saturday night, September 2nd, in the Midwest Modifieds, Travis Engebritsen in the Modifieds, Brady Gertis in the Street Stocks, Colton Brower in the Super Stocks, Ryan Kostriba, and in the Short Trackers, Matthew Dittman. Night two at Viking Speedway Sunday night, September 3rd, in the Midwest Modifieds, Mark Froelich in the Modifieds, Brady Gertis in the Street Stocks, Justin Vogel, in the Super Stocks, Ryan Kostriba, and in the Short Trackers, Matthew Dittman. Mason City Motor Speedway was racing Sunday night, September 3rd, in the USRA Modifieds, Jim Chisholm, in the USRA Stock Cars, Blake Adams, in the USRA B-Mods, Joe Chisholm, in the Hobby Stocks, Chris Hovden, and in the Outlaw Mini-Mods, Justin Winkler. Houston Speedway in Brandon, South Dakota, hosted the two-day Bull Haulers Brawl season finale on Saturday night, September 2nd, in the 410 Wing Sprint Car Outlaw A Main, Chase Randall, and in the 360 Wing Sprint Car A Main, Brooke Tantnell. And Sunday night, September 3rd, was Houston Speedway's finale in the 25-lap 410 Wing Sprint Car A Main, Justin Henderson, in the 360 Wing Sprint Car A Main, Christopher Tram, and in the late model Street Stocks, J.J. Zebel. Get more muscle for your money with Dixie Chopper Lawn Mowers. We've been handcrafting the toughest and fastest zero-turn mowers for over 40 years. Dixie Chopper offers a full line of residential, commercial, and industrial mowers to meet every customer's needs. Visit your local Dixie Chopper dealer today or visit online at DixieChopper.com. If your classic isn't so classic... (laughs) 
Bring it into Auto Trim Design of Oatana. We can fix the upholstery, the carpet, replace a sagging headliner. Make your old car look new again. Make your seats comfortable again. Whether it's a classic car, work truck, boat, or anything else that moves, we can fix the upholstery and make your ride like new. And we work on convertibles. We're located in Oatana at 3275 Old Highway 14, one mile west of Walmart. Wolf and Sons Yard Service has heavy equipment. This is Scott Wolf. Whether you need a basement dug, a building removed, footings for a remodel, an RV, camper, or boat pad, rock, sand, or dirt hauled, call 455-3524. Mark Noble. Martin Truex Jr. Kenny Schrader. Doug Wolfgang. Bobby Enser. Doug Hilson. Tyler Walker. Jerry Scratch Daniel. Johnny Parsons Jr. Hi, this is Harvey West, and you've been listening to The Dirt Show. See you at the races.